0: Hello and welcome! Oh my goodness, it feels like it's been so long. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to Season 5 of the Performance Capture Podcast. This season we are levelling up. I hope you liked our new uh, branding that we've got, new logos and things. And I also have a new co-host, Jasper William Cartwright is going to be my producer and he's going to be bringing even more British banter to the show. And we're going to be talking about his journey starting out in the performance capture industry. That isn't all we have lined up, we also have a brand new Patreon for people who love the show and want to support this show and there's going to be bonus content and access to an exclusive Performance Capture Podcast Discord server where you can chat to other members of this wonderful community and everyone that signs up in the first two weeks is going to get a personalised video from either Jasper or myself, find all the links in the description below. But without further ado, let's begin the Performance Capture Podcast Season 5.
1: Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast. So essentially, motion capture performers, like all the other performers, are here to tell stories. (laughs) And then they're like... (laughs) You mean there there are actors in video games? I thought it was animation.
2: I kind of created my position. Like, nobody said, oh, you know, here you go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career. Jump in both feet, because this is the future of entertainment. This is where it's going to be. You know, the dots can tell if you're lying.
0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Performance Capture Podcast with me, Victoria Atkin and Jasper William Cartwright. And today I'm really excited to be working and uh, talking to uh, a man that is, uh, well, I, I got to work with for the first time in 2020 and it was a pleasure and I'm thankful that he's here today to share his experience. Can you tell us um, your name and where you grew up, please?
1: My name is, oh, hey, hi, hi first to well, you <laughs> and uh Jasper. Hi. Um my name is Todd Stashwick and I grew up in uh Chicago, Illinois.
0: Great. <clears throat> cool. And the
1: suburbs there in, the surrounding areas, the Chicagoland area. Amazing.
0: <laughs> Hi, can you tell us what you do and uh, your official title and where you work?
1: Uh my official title is Mr. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and what do I do? Uh, what well, do I'm you don't do? <laughs> what do I don't
2: do? I, yeah, am, maybe uh, it's easier uh, to realize <laughs> Um I
1: What do I do? Uh, mainly, I, I am in entertainment. I am a writer uh, and an actor. Uh, probably an actor first and a writer second. But uh, those would be my professional titles. Um, in that someone has chosen to pay me for those things. Amazing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And um, can you tell us how would you best describe performance capture
1: from your experience? uh, Performance capture is uh, first, it's acting. Um, Mm -hmm. It's first and foremost acting, Um, and uh, but uh, it's more akin to theater acting than it is to television and film acting because uh you kind of have to lean harder on suspension of disbelief um and your imagination um because you have to uh see that which is not there um it is a uh it is a form of acting that is mainly used uh for television film and video game work um it creates uh, digital characters out of your actual performance. So there are headcams that uh, pick up uh, markers that have been painted onto your face, and the the room, the volume, uh, is uh, filled with uh, sensors that are translating all of your movements into data, which, uh, therefore, it adds a level of authenticity to the animations that go into the work, whether it is being used for CGI moments in film television, or if it is for uh, move sets in video games, or if it's for cinematics in video games. How was that for an answer? Victoria I love that. That was
0: that was great. Very good. That was, Very thorough. I love it. <laughs> that was great. Definitely um, the most I,
1: thorough one we've had.
0: <laughs> yeah, you went into lots of details. I like it. Um, so going on from that, how did you discover performance capture, and how did you become involved? What was your first project in this?
1: My first project, uh, it was uh, I was hired to play Sam in Uncharted Four. With the uh, incomparable Amy Hennig as our creative oh, wow. director, uh, so Amy brought me on board for that. Uh, things occurred, and uh, we both no longer were with that project. We moved on to uh, we moved on to a Star Wars video game with EA, and I worked on that for three years as a mm-hmm. co writer with Amy, um, developing the story. Uh, and things happened and that stopped happening. Uh, I think it's me. Um, currently, uh, uh, then uh, off screen, I was uh, a co writer on Forspoken and that mm-hmm. recently came out, and Victoria was deeply involved with that. Yeah. Uh, and currently, I am co writing and narrative consultant on Skydance New Media's Marvel Captain America Black Panther game
0: wow cool I very love it. cool
1: that's very amazing cool. yeah
0: and um what is your favorite thing about motion capture todd or do, what do you like about it that's different to the other mediums because you've worked i would i'm gonna guess you've worked in all of them at this point um what, what do you like about motion capture what's your favorite thing about that
1: well like i said motion capture is uh the closest i've experienced to doing black box theater Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I kind of came up in. I was a Second City Chicago boy, and I had my own theater company in uh, in Chicago and a theater company in New York. And I had an improv school in Los Angeles for a good number of years. And so I spent a lot of time in uh, creating imaginary worlds uh, when the only thing that you can look at is your partner and maybe a chair. So, uh, <laughs> th- the thing about mo- mocap is it sort of leads heavily on your ability to see that which is not there, as I said earlier. Mm. Uh, so, I like the fact that we're not really worried about over-the-shoulder, two-shot, three-shot. You just play the scene as if it's really happening in the same way that you would have, you know, played Star Wars in the backyard with your buddies as a kid, Uh you just uh you just play the scene and then the camera finds you and then they can in the in the editing room they can create the two shot they can create, create the wide they can do all of that and they're not nearly as worried about staging setting hitting your mark all of that is a little more uh fluid and flexible and uh, you can just go again because you're not burning film um mm-hmm. there's a lot more freedom uh doing performance capture aside from the fact that you have like like medieval uh, headgear on your head pointed at your face <laughs> yeah. and, and and lights in your eyes. You have to sort of learn how to disconnect from that um, and uh, be able to connect with your partner even though you have these headcams on. And they're getting better and better with the tech and they're becoming a little less intrusive. Uh, but yeah, uh, I like the most about it is it really forces us into that, that land of make-believe um and Mm. and it allows us real freedom to connect with our fellow actors
0: yeah and can you uh tell us an experience that you've enjoyed on the motion capture stage or you know working as a writer using motion captures any like funny things that have come up with with your work in this area and it translating or well what's always funny is
1: (laughs) what's always funny is when uh because there's a there's often a real time feedback on the screen, so you can kind of see what your what your model looks yeah. like in the space. But then yeah, when you step out it. of the when you step out of the volume, uh, suddenly the arms go all jank, and uh, <laughs> and and, and, it, and it looks it looks a little uh, Cronenberg. Uh, that like never fails to make me laugh, and I and I've and doing our little uh, T pose things. Um, I was working with a project once with John DiMaggio and he would narrate the whole move cycle <laughs> basically in Bender's voice from uh, from Futurama. <laughs> and, he, uh, and he would he's uh, <laughs> just he was very funny, and it's always, you know, always, you know, specifically funny things. Obviously, are not nearly as fun as the people that you're working with. And mm-hmm. I've I've gotten to work with Nolan mm-hmm. North and and some amazing uh, Sam Witwer and some amazing, you know, luminaries on uh, in in the mocap world. Uh, I've had the good fortune of working with, and and I've had the unique experience, I think of. Being able to be on both sides,
0: of yeah, it's a,
1: the, it, yeah,
0: I don't know anybody else that's done that so successfully and in both areas it's 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 really very, it's, very impressive. Can I ask you because we don't you know yeah. we don't have somebody that's ever done this before that's been on both sides. I don't think I've yeah. ever interviewed anybody other than yourself, which is a nice unique experience for us on the performance capture podcast you know yeah. as a as a writer for I'm guessing just—is it mostly games you've written for for performance capture? When it comes to uh, specifically, yeah, I've not written.
1: Been... Well, look, I mean, I, I've had the I've had the opportunity. You've written for to, a lot of things, but <laughs> to, written for for uh, for film and television mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, again, like the script that I wrote for film, I I, I had done one draft of Suicide Squad two mm-hmm. uh, before James Gunn took took on the project, and my guess is that project would have had some forms mm-hmm. of motion capture involved just because it's it's a you know it's a large scale superhero film that mm-hmm. uses a great deal of yeah. of of motion mm-hmm. capture and CGI.
0: Is there um, anything that you adapt for performance capture when you're writing yeah, gonna... like what's the nuances yeah. and differences well,
1: between that? Well, us? here's the here, yes, yes by the way. And, and, and the interesting <laughs> thing is Well, okay, so here's the thing. When you're when you're writing a film or television you're like, then he picks up his hat and he puts his hat on and he takes a bite of the apple mm. uh, and then he throws his jacket off and throws it over over a chair and the detective leaves. Blah 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 blah. blah. So you write that as a as a as a screenwriter or a film and television writer and and then the the, the wardrobe department's like going, got it, got a jacket, got a hat, boom. And the uh, set decorators are like, got it, need a chair, got a table. Uh, and then props is like, okay, we need an apple. And then when you're writing for video games, Mm -hmm. you go, okay, I don't know if we can do that. (laughs) Because, hey, we're not going to build, because everything, there's no prop closet. Everything has to be built, the jacket has to be built. Mm in in, uh, in the engine the chair has to be built in the engine the apple has to be built in the engine the collusion between the head and the hat does the model have a hat are we showing him taking off the hat are we cutting away and the separate model now has the hat on its head and it does not have the hat on its head and so it is a whole different set of complications wow. that you yeah. can't freely so a great example Victoria and you'll remember mm-hmm. this actually yeah um, we had a whole bit with a chicken in Forspoken.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> where where uh, a peasant uh, of Athia was really grateful to Frey for saving mm-hmm. uh, them, from, or for defeating Tata Sila, I believe, and <laughs> offered her his prized chicken. And then we had the character walking around, not knowing to, like Ella would be walking around, uh, not knowing what to do with the chicken. I don't know if you guys shot this or not, but I knew it was We rehearsed popular. it.
0: I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember it, yeah. shooting. I remember, yeah, I definitely rehearsed those characters. Yeah. I remember doing that, but I, I don't know yeah. how it, whether it made it into the game or whether we shot that. Well, here's the
1: thing. So the reality is, we wrote this funny little bit that was a bit of a runner, and then there was, and then it got called back, where suddenly she found herself having to carry a chicken around, and we just <laughs> enjoyed the idea of this gal from New York suddenly being forced to hold a, 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 a farmyard animal. Uh, <laughs> it just made me it just made me uh giddy. Uh the reality was they didn't have a game mechanic to have the character model be able to walk around carrying a chicken. <laughs> sure, I mean because of because of the No one's done that before. Of, Well, (laughs) no, they've done it. It's just where you're spending your money now. So you have a character who wields magic and has a sentient uh, bracelet on her arm, and -hmm. she has all of these other move sets that they have to carry through because the game sort of depends on them. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the time or money, uh, I don't believe, to go well. We're not going to spend all this money modeling this chicken that would go in her hand and figure out how the character holds the chicken and then with all the collusion of the chicken just for a joke. So, so that's mean, just I an example. I mean, I feel like it would
0: be a very lucrative joke, but yeah. Sure.
1: But I mean, it was never good. That's, just, there was that's no a DLC actual... if ever I've heard of one. 100%. So, so there's never, like, so the reality is You know, you choose your battles, and I guess that's true of any medium, whether it's film or television. You choose your battles of what you're going to have and what you're going to keep in and what you're going to spend money on and what you're not. But when you're writing uh, for video games, um, you do take it into account, like, oh, she takes off her jacket. Well, you probably won't show that. You'll probably Mm -hmm. show her Mm. with the jacket on and then cut back to the other character reacting and then cut back to her folding the jacket up. Yeah. Because it's just a different process. So it absolutely 100% affects how you're writing. And then also, like, what's a handoff? Like, stuff that would be an action sequence in a movie, you go, well, no, that's going to be, as they say, on the sticks. Which means the players mm. to control that moment. And so you have to write a scene and then know where the scene hands off back to the player so that the player can take it over and go. Now, all of this stuff is is performance capture. Either way, they've captured a whole set of move sets for when the player is controlling the character, and then a whole set of, of and then the actual capture of the cinematic uh, on the soundstage, on the volume. It's a long-winded yeah, answer I to a very to ask... simple question.
2: <laughs> that was a great answer. It it made me think actually, just because I know that you uh you you're in the sphere of TTRPGs. It's where we kind of met through a, a, a mutual friend who uh yeah. has a, a show, and um, I wanted to ask if there was any kind of similarities in the way that when you're building a, you know, if you're building a world or a, or a something for people to play around in uh, for a TTRPG, or Dungeons and Dragons or whatever, you know, the way I'll do it is I'll sort of go, I'll know roughly where I want them to get, but all the bit in between I want to kind of leave up to the player. I'm wondering how much of that is taken into account when you're writing for a video game. How much are you kind of thinking, what's going to be the most kind of uh, mechanically interesting way for them to get to A to B? Like, are you thinking about the mechanics there or is it more, you know, narrative? I guess it probably changes from game to game, but for you, what's the more satisfying kind of route? I well, guess the, the, for, the, for writing the, for
1: that? The, the best route, the best route. Uh, every every you know, game I've worked on has <laughs> has a slightly different process. Amy I think has definitely a very uh, very uh, successful process, and and I as a writer am. Deeply, you know, I'm more than just typing a script on on the games. I work with Amy. I am, I am in the art meetings. I am in the level design meetings. I am in uh, the casting meetings. I am on set when we are mocapping to be there to advocate for the script and control tone and uh, and uh, rewrite on the fly while you're there, uh, so that there's a verisimilitude mm. of of story and narrative. Now. Because that happens, um, the conversations of when the handoff between narrative and, um, and cinematic uh, gameplay ending and the handoff to, or gameplay ending and then into a cinematic and then back from uh, narrative cinematic into gameplay, that is all happening during the development process, ideally. So that right. it all is very organic. So that one does inform each other. So that you do go well. Most of the time, you want the character, the player, to have agency, and yeah. you want the player to feel invested and involved, and that there is a seamless quality to to the game, so that so that they feel the performers and the performance capture and the cinematics the handoff to the game, it doesn't feel like, and now the cinematic has stopped and now we are playing the game. It just all feels like it flows. Um, Mm -hmm. So it it changes from moment to moment. It changes from scene to scene. So there isn't a hard, fast rule other than I think it's deeply important that narrative be involved the entire step of the way from inception to performance capture. uh, So from literally what's the idea for these characters to now we're on set shooting them having me mm. there uh as part of the process so that i'm in an art meeting and i am going well narratively speaking but we'd probably be coming at it from this angle and we'd be walking into this area from this area blah blah blah. so we, we might want to see some art from that standpoint or he wouldn't be holding that at this point in the game so why don't we blah, 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 like all of that so then that, yeah yeah, yeah. especially like i said that's how amy tends to work uh It's very holistic. Mm. I don't know if I answered your question.
2: No, that's really, really cool. It's just, I think it's just really fascinating for people to get a sense of how the flow works, especially with these games that are so overarching and huge. You know, there's so much yeah. to them, so much complexity. I think it's just really yeah. interesting to hear about how, you know, how does that all get stitched together? Because I think in yeah. you know, in my I mean, head it's... when I'm sitting there playing through a game, I'm thinking this is impossible. <laughs> you know I mean? how, well, is, I mean, how is there a team of people managing like, to put all this together? It
1: feels like you're in production, pre-production, and post-production all at the same time. Yeah, sure. Um, on, yeah. It's like you're. It's like you're driving and building a car while gassing it up and going sixty <laughs> down the highway. Um, it's it, it it like full it Mad
2: Max a, style, right? It's just like fixing. I mean, you know, it, feel it, like, yeah, it, it, yeah. it is. It is
1: incredible <laughs> that it all ends up coming together with, you know, a fleet of talented people, and I <clears> am <throat> just one. Whether I'm a performance capture or whether I'm involved in the narrative, I am just one. Tiny piece of the puzzle, but but an important piece that does inform yeah. the other pieces and vice versa. Like we will see something that one of the arts artists see will go, oh, that would be a really cool moment. They just sort of dreamed up a moment to capture a vibe. And we're like, you know what? I'd like to write a scene that mm-hmm. that captures that. Mm. Or sometimes, you yeah. know, the art actually drives the whole idea of the thing. Uh, so. Every project's different, and it's all attacked from a different process. I've mostly worked with Amy as as uh, my creative director, so I'm very plugged into her process. Yeah, even on stage, she's very, very collaborative, and she takes a lot of input from the actors. Uh, we shape lines, we shape, uh, moments, we come up with new moments, but because you're not burning film, you have the room to experiment and be loose with things mm. on, on stage as I'm sure both of you have experienced.
0: She really mm. is a, a pioneer actually, Amy. And I, I hope one day, I, I haven't collaborated with her yet, but I really hope to, and uh, it would be wonderful to get her on this show as a future guest. Cause, uh, yeah, I she's I could probably clearly... make
1: that happen right now. She's in crunch, And but, yeah. uh, She's Whoa. in crunch, but uh I, for, I don't mean it about future
0: seasons no. for future seasons we'd love to have. Yeah. We'd absolutely, love to have, have you on, Amy, if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I know, you know, Todd uh, at the moment you are doing so many things through your amazing Star Trek, which is out at the moment. So if anybody can yeah. uh, catch that. But I just Woo! just a couple of questions before we let you let you go Please. here. Um uh, the final main question is sort of what advice would you give to other people listening that want to get into a similar field of performance capture and i I'm gonna ask for like one thing from a writer's perspective and one thing from an actor's perspective because we do have the luxury that you have done both these things very successfully
1: well yeah. thanks um I couple things um I can't I I don't have advice on how to get into it because I literally stumbled into it i happens to be a writer i had a pilot that i was had sold to the sci-fi channel at the time that i was hired as an actor for uncharted so amy kind of knew that i was a writer as well and she invested in me as a writer and then she also knew that i you know bleed for star wars and so when (laughs) star wars came along she invited me to be involved in that process as a writer and a narrative consultant as well. So I don't have advice on how to mm-hmm. get in, meaning I don't go write this kind of thing and make sure that you send it to your agent. So, because I sort of tripped into it. What I will say is if you want to be a writer, write, like that sounds silly, but write, make sure you generate material so that it's out there. Mm. I had written uh, a web comic uh, that was uh Co-created by a man named Dennis Claro, we put it online, and I, you know, printed books of that. I've written teleplays and and screenplays and whatnot. So have samples of your work at the ready when when somebody would come calling because you never know who's going to go. Oh, hey, Todd, do you know anybody we we need somebody to do a great example? Uh, my buddy J B needed somebody to do some uh, additional writing for. I think it was a Call of Duty, one of the Call of Duties. And uh, if you don't know JB, he directs a lot. Oh, of we love so JB. Should, we love yeah, so JB, you know JB here.
0: Yeah.
1: So JB, JB called me. He's like, hey, do you want to do some additional writing for uh, what I call it, duties? I knew that a, I, I didn't have the bandwidth, but I knew a buddy of mine wanted to get into a uh, video game writing and so I connected those two and then that opened the door but because he already had writing samples of spec scripts and and other he was also a successful TV writer um that's how I would say get into writing just write and write the kinds of things that Mm. you love and if you want to get into video game writing obviously writing genre helps like writing horror Mm. sci-fi fantasy that helps Mm. uh, because so much of our content lives in those realms um as a mocap performer, I say get to the gym because this is grueling <laughs> physical work. Yep. And it requires yep. <laughs> uh, cardiovascular stamina because you're running back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth all day long. So I would say, yeah, stay healthy. Um, uh, I'm not saying you have to be ripped. I'm just saying make sure that you have uh, that your ticker is. Uh, your ticker, is yeah. Helping. Make sure you can, you can stand run for the bus on your a few feet times. all day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure you.
1: So, so that's a big thing. And I also mm. always recommend people to take, if not dance, but take movement classes, take fight yeah. choreography classes, yeah. take sword work, take all of those, those actor things that I had to do in college, Uh because they will, they do lend yourself, and then when you mm. have to move, because. You know, when we're auditioning people for games, we actually want to see them move in front of the camera. They have to do a little walk back and forth because you want to see how Mm -hmm. they will present themselves because so much of this is about your physicality. Um, Mm -hmm. And then work on your dialect work, work on your uh, scene analysis, all the normal actor stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also let your agents or voiceover agents know that you want to... Get in it. Like you, you, you can't get a shot at anything you don't take a shot at. So let them know mm. that you're interested in doing this kind of work.
0: Mm-hmm. This is um, great yeah. advice. I'm, I'm so happy that you're here today, and I want to just honor and respect your time and and oh, thank you so, it. so much for just you know willingly My jumping pleasure. on this course. And I really, I loved working with you on For Spoken. It's such a It generous... was fine. And I'm Yeah, glad,
1: uh, I think, I think. uh I'm proud of it. And it was it was a, a labor of love. I got to write in a, in a genre that I love, which is fantasy. And I also got to write humor because I think it's something that a lot of people don't include in video games. I think video games can tend to be yeah. a little uh, yeah. overwrought and muscly. And, and I think uh, having a bit of levity here and there can make things authentic and make things... Uh, And I think,
0: actually, as when you're a writer and you get to do... I know with Syndicate, when I did this, you know, all of the stuff that was written that was funny and sarcastic and humorous and banter between the twins, like, that was the best stuff, you know? That's the stuff that the the gamers just Mm. loved. So, as an actor, you know, leaning into when a writer gives you those humorous moments, as Todd does, and other writers that are producing this stuff, just leaning into that. Because I do think that the characters you know, that have the most fun are, are the, are the best characters, you know, it's just, that's, that's a, a nice part of when you're Thank working you with do. games. So, yeah, um, definitely. finally, how can they find you on socials? How can we stalk you and figure Please out what you're up me. to? Uh, <laughs> I am, stalking. Please uh, I'm, not stalking. <laughs> I'm
1: Todd Stashwick on Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I am T Stashwick on Instagram. And then I have a site where I sell, uh, nerdy merchandise uh oh, shirts fun. and i wrote a D themed cocktail book called Ooh. mystic libations hey so if they if yeah. people go to the you can see my uh like uh geeky geeky wares and nerdy paraphernalia DD stuff and stuff based on shows that i've been on like Sweet. supernatural and 12 monkeys and stuff like that so i love that check out the and, uh, I want to I'll go to the nerd space.
0: circus. This sounds like uh, that's a- my <laughs> life. That's why I call it. my
1: life is one big nerd circus. That's why I called it. <laughs> and me great. too. Me the, too, man. <laughs> I'm right, right
2: there with you. <laughs> yeah. I
0: absolutely love that. Okay, well, thank you, Todd. Thanks for joining us today, and thank you so much. Continuous you. success. Great chatting with you all. Great. Yeah, thank you.
1: Roll on.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Vicon, the Academy Award-winning developer of motion capture products for the life science entertainment and engineering industries. Vicon provides cutting edge hardware and software with the highest accuracy. Valkyrie is a brand new hero camera range, which includes a 26 MP model and high speed capture mode at up to 2000 FPS. When combined with the powerful bespoke new very focal lens, Vicon Valkyrie delivers a greater fidelity in human motion capture and unlocks an unmatched capture quality. Valkyrie is designed to work with Vicon's Shogun VFX software, enabling digital artists to visualise realistic characters and scenes while saving time in post-production. Shogun now includes custom-developed virtual production tools to power your next-level project. Find out more at www.vicon.com. Are you looking to work as an actor in video games and performance capture? The Performance Capture Podcast is also brought to you by Book VOPCap an online educational community set up by the Performance Capture podcast host and founder Victoria Atkin, which provides educational courses on how to work as a professional actor in the performance capture industry. Visit www.bookvopcap.com to find out more and follow us on social media. Ditch the day job.